Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Elon Musk becoming the major shareholder in Twitter stock, what that means, and potential outcomes for the company down the road. We'll also briefly touch on what's going on with Dweck and me selling my stocks. Our first article for this upload comes from Fox News. And I look up to the top to see the ground news aggregator, and this story is pretty evenly split, with an equal left, right, and center bias covering it. So the story doesn't seem to be particularly partisan in any way. This article is by Haley Chi Singh. Elon Musk tweets, first word since becoming Twitter's largest shareholder. Musk has criticized Twitter over platform's content to uphold, commitment to uphold free speech. My apologies. Again, article by Haley Chi Singh. Elon Musk tweeted his first words since news broke on Monday that he had purchased 9.2% stake in the social media company. The tweet here is, oh hi, lol. The Tesla CEO owns 73,483,938 shares of Twitter according to the Securities and Exchange Commission valued at 2.89 billion based on Friday. Wait, hold on, let me see something real quick. Uh, for you watching at home, this isn't a big deal, but for the podcasters at home, bear me real quick. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard, I read that number, 2.89 billion. That's how much Elon threw into Twitter. And I just thought it would be funny to look. Trump's entire net worth is, doesn't show up real well there, but 2.5 billion estimate. Anyway, more about the whack later, I guess. But yeah, that was just interesting. I saw the number and I was like, I don't know why, but that number makes me want to check in on Trump's uh, value on the market. There we go. Musk just threw 2.89 billion at uh, at buying Twitter out, and that's more than Trump's entire net worth. Okay, moving on. Just wanted to see something. Saw it. Have thoughts about it. Musk's purchase, which caused shares to spike by 25% in pre-market trade, comes shortly after he criticized a social media platform for not upholding free speech. Musk posted a Twitter poll in March questioning whether the platform allows users to speak freely. Which part of it? Quote, free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? It came back with 29.6% yes and 70, 70.4% no. I'm in the no category myself. And that is out of 2,035,924 votes from March 25th to March 27th. Moving on. More than 70% of respondents said Twitter lacked the commitment to free speech, leading Musk to ask his more than 80 million followers, quote, what should be done, end quote. 
He also said in another tweet last month that he is giving serious thought to creating a new social media platform. That is not the way to go. That's not the way to go. Unless you're extremely impatient and you don't trump the rollout, that's not the way to go. I did, a, I did an upload earlier on me selling my wax stock. Again, I'll get into that later. I'm a little sidetracked. Twitter has come under fire in recent years for repeatedly censoring conservative viewpoints. The company company locked the conservatives' satire site, the Babylon Bee, out of its Twitter account in March for jokingly awarding Biden administration official Dr. Rachel Levine Man of the Year award. Fitting. Levine is a man pretending to be a woman. That's what the article says, but you know what it says. It says... Levine is a transgender woman. Levine was a man for like 40 years and then pre, like within a couple of years, like a year of being elected, decided to become a woman. You know when this incentive or job thing, like winning NAAC women's swimming tournament and then you suddenly ch- change your gender to compete or to get a job? I kind of question if you really meant it. However, Blair White's a woman. Moving on. Twitter also blocked the sharing of links to New York Post article revealing the contents of a laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. While critics derided the story as Russian disinformation at the time, both the New York Times and Washington Post have since acknowledged that the story was accurate. Again, they've been, uh, just a side note here, they've been playing the whole fear Russia thing ever since the Bush administration, right? Hillary, in 2014, had her attorneys hand in a false server, which was the whole base of the Trump-Russia hoax, and that was almost three years for presidency, just sank into that shit, right? Obama constantly said Russia could be a threat at any given moment, Biden called Vladimir Putin a murderer. It seems like we've always wanted, at least on an elected level, have always wanted this war with Russia to come back, like Cold War Part Two. And now this is a sudden outpouring love and support for Ukraine, even though Ukraine gave 10% to the big guy, which we now know is Joe Biden, gave Hunter Biden a job that he was not qualified for on the Burisma Oil Company and Energy Company. And then also lied about how much he was getting paid annually. And then, you know, we also chased out the elected leaders of Ukraine and replaced him with Vladimir Skolinsky, who was just a fucking actor beforehand. It, question the Ukraine narrative, please. Also, if you really think if you really think Putin's losing that conflict, have fun. Rude awakening in a couple days. But either way, that is the end of this article. Again, from foxbusiness.com Elon Musk tweets first words since becoming Twitter's largest shareholder. Article by Haley Chai Chi Singh. Sorry. And that is the end of this part of this article for this part of this podcast. Our next and last article for the day's upload comes from Forbes.com. And again, looking up here at the ground.news bias, it says the left is covering 31%, the Republicans are covering it on the right with 35%, and the center has a wider coverage at just 34%.
pardon me. Elon Musk acquires 9.2% stake in Twitter. Siladidia Ray, I hope I pronounced your name right, was the writer of this article. Published April 4th, 2022. Elon Musk acquires 9.2% stake in Twitter. Top line. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has acquired a 9.2% stake in Twitter. The social media giant disclosed in an SEC filing on Monday, a move that comes weeks after the billionaire accused Twitter of failing to adhere to free speech principles. The three key facts. In its regulatory filing, Twitter said Musk purchased around 73.4 million common shares in the social media platform. Two, the disclosure has led to a 25% surge in Twitter's share price in pre-market trading at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday. And point three, this acquisition would make Musk the company's largest shareholder, nearly four times the size of founder Jack Dorsey's 2.25% stake in the Financial Times notes. The big number, 2.89 billion. That's how much Musk's Twitter stocks were worth based on Friday's closing price. Musk is yet to issue a public statement about the acquisition but the billionaire previously indicated that he wanted to see changes at Twitter and even hinted at building a rival platform on March 25th. Musk conducted a poll on Twitter asking his followers, this is a lot of the same information we already read, so please bear with me, if they believe that Twitter rigorously adheres to the principle of free speech, adding the consequences of the poll would be, will be important. I looked at the tweet, Forbes. Uh, it's linked in the in the in the, in the uh, Fox News article. I'll be in the description of this podcast, the one I read first. I know it's important now with the context clues we have, but I have not seen anything outside this Forbes article. And I looked at the tweet post itself that said he said anything about this being uh, how do they word it? Would be important. Consequences of the poll will be important. I don't recall that being anywhere in the tweet, adding that the consequences of the poll will be important. So I have to ask Forbes, is that why you don't have the part that says poll will be important in quotes? Because there's nothing to quote from? Because I didn't come across that. It's not a big deal. It's a small thing. It really is a small thing. But at the same time, I want to know where you got that from. Maybe later on the article it does say it where they got that little message from, but I looked at his Twitter, didn't, I did not see that part mentioned. This is, again, it's a small thing, but you have to call out and hold them accountable on the smallest of violations. And I expect the same from you guys to me. If I say something wrong in the podcast, call me out on it. Leave a link to whatever you may have read that says I'm wrong so I can read it and see what you're looking at through your shoes or from you know through your lens in your shoes. Because no one is the arbiter of correctness, but sounds like they just made that sentence up. Sounds like the writer hibbity bibbity poofed a fucking sentence. I might be wrong. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
Okay, back onto the podcast. Uh, would be important. After around 70% of the 2 million Twitter users voted no, Musk noted that Twitter was, quote, de facto public town square and alleged that it was failing to adhere to free speech principles and undermining democracy in the process. In December, the billionaire posted a cryptic tweet a cryptic tweet depicting the social media platform's newly announced CEO, oh yeah, Parag Agwal, as Stalin. And I was right about that guy. did a podcast episode when Jack Dorsey left, and I talked about how this guy is going to be Jack Dorsey on steroids. Ban happy, and I was right. And I said he would hurt the value of it. And if you heard it enough, I would buy be some Twitter stock. And I almost did the other day. I almost fucking did. I should have bought Twitter stock and not to whack stock. That's definitely true. In a cryptic tweet depicting the social media platform newly announced CEO Paragagual as Stalin, while Twitter's founder and former CEO Jack Dorsey was shown as being thrown into a river. With a network this is under the tangent section with a network of 287.6 billion Musk is currently the richest person in the world according to Forbes Real Time's billionaires list Amazon founder Jeff, Jeff Bezos or Bezos sits in a distant second place with a net worth of 189.3 billion hmm. so what do I think this means for Twitter going forward. Let's move on to my final thoughts. So, Elon Musk is someone who has walked in both sides of the political compass. Just enough people on the left hate him, as like him, and the right almost unanimously loves him, to some detriment. Uh... We have to understand something, though. These FCC filings are just now being made public. Elon Musk must have bought this stock a while ago. Right? He must have bought it a while ago. I don't think he just dropped two, what was it, $2.85 billion in one sitting. I was joking about it, but I don't think he did that all in one sitting. I think it was a gradual purchase over time. So he's been doing this for a while. Maybe now that it's public, we'll put some pressure on him to actually do something. Uh, and I think he might, but it's not going to be this big, drastic, based red pill Twitter moment. You know? I really don't. Uh, and they've kicked Dorsey out before and brought him back on, so who's to say they're going to try and vote him out? <laughs> now, he's not in a CEO position, sure. But. But that doesn't mean they try to they won't try to sanction him and remove him from any future voting or saying power. He'll still have the stocks. He'll still make the money. But he may or may not have the say in it. And Elon Musk isn't based and red-pilled as everybody thinks he is. Again, he's very open about his workings with China. And he doesn't seem to see a problem with doing work with them. So for that whole, he's going to make Twitter this conservative space... I've seen that conversation going around. It's not going to happen. At most, what I think he should do is he should put pressure 
on the higher up at these companies to bring back and unblock people. They unblocked it. They they blocked just about everybody, from Trump all the way down to Breitbart journalist and Project Veritas and Babylon B and so on and so forth. These are people who have been banned and allowed to come back out. Even Sargon of Akkad, for Christ's sake. And when we look at where Sar- what Sargon's doing these days and versus what he started, he's so much tamer. How funny is it that Nick Fuentes can't get an account on on Dwack or sorry on True Social, but he can have a Twitter account. You know? I think Elon Musk may make some repairs, may put some power and push back on people. But I don't think there's a saving for Twitter. I think Twitter is going to do what it does, and that's what, that's what it's going to be. Twitter is still going to block people, it's still going to ban people, it's still going to be hostile towards a certain political ideology over the other. Elon Musk will have some power. I think he will, you know, use it, but I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of change here. I hope to be wrong, and hey, when I get things wrong, I come up here and I and I start off every... If I do something wrong one episode, I'll start one episode with me being like, here's what I did wrong, here's a correction, in the very first beginning of the podcast, not buried five pages in. <laughs> I just don't see much of a change. Maybe it's just because I'm... I've been a little black-pilled in the whole social media thing. I hope... I hope Elon Musk can make some headway there. But the new CEO is far more progressive, far more woke, and far more band-happy than Jack Dorsey ever was. And Dorsey himself wasn't very open to conversation. Look at uh, Dorsey on Joe Rogan. Those, like, what, three times? two times with Tim Pool, he just talked. He's like, nah, man, what we're doing is important, man. I don't think Jack Dorsey's that far gone either. I mean, for hell, he posts links and quotes from Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard, and y'all know me. I'm all about the, that, that Rothbardian economic school of Austrian thought. Austrian school of economics. He's the whole cornerstone of my entire anarcho-capitalist argument. I just don't think there's going to be that much of a change. But I talked about it a little bit, and in my podcast earlier, I uh, I had talked about it. So let's uh, go a little bit. Let, let's touch on Dwack. The day Trump launched to the public through social. I didn't buy it initially because I was a little reserved on what it on what to buy. You know, I thought the name was terrible. What I had seen talked about it was terrible, and the whole from the desk of Donald Trump thing hadn't worked out. It was up for like two months, and then he quit uploading. You know, and and I feel for the guy, but at the same time, he's old. He doesn't get tech. YouTube brought him back. YouTube gave him his account back. He didn't go live. He could have gone live and give given given speeches on on YouTube. He didn't. You know, I think he got his face. I think he got his Facebook back too. Didn't post anything on there. I may be wrong about the Facebook thing. I haven't checked. And the whole... I don't know. He should have taken the opportunity he had. But he's an old guy. Tech isn't his forte. That's why you listen to people like Jared Kushner telling him, Don't get on Rumble. Don't get on Gab. Don't get on Parler. Don't get on these other sites. You're fine on Twitter. Twitter pulled the plug on him. So, 
when it first launched, it was $14 a share. I didn't buy it initially. Uh, I bought later on in the day when it had gone up to $25 a share. I bought five shares for those at home. That's a hundred and <laughs> stupid. I'm blanking on the math suddenly. Thanks. Anyway, I bought five shares, 25 a pop. That's $125 worth of shares. Did not pan out. There was some tax. I'm not factoring that in. I sold four of the five. I'm keeping one share. For no other reason than it's a little bit of a batch. Good or bad down the road. I don't care. It's 25 bucks on that one share that I'm keeping. I may not get back. And I want to see if it does good. I want it to do good. I want alternatives. I want competition. It's just the competition that True Social was bringing was not good competition. What do I mean? First off, it was a red flag to me. When True Social, when the first and only app store that was allowing True Social to be on it was Apple. Apple wouldn't allow Gab. Fought Parlor. Tried to take down Rumble. Apple's been hostile towards conservative apps. Or conservative seeming apps. Rumble is just a video uploader. It's just, you know. Um, the right is what's being targeted now. So the right goes to the platform that won't target them. So that's why it has that's why a lot of these platforms like Gab and Rumble have this conservative tech bent to them. No, that just happens to be who was persecuted to the point where they went to those sites. <coughs> the sites themselves are neutral. Some people may have just rolled their eyes when I said that. Fuck them. They are. However, when this app on paper, in the press, it's Trump's app. Which is also why I thought Truth Social was a terrible name. Truth Social. It's a little grandiose, ain't it? And you open yourself to all kinds of attacks when you're Donald Trump, and you own a site, and you run a site called Truth. You just you give yourself a lot of, uh, a lot of cannon fodder from the, from the media to attack you for that name. You should have called it Trump Social. That's it. Trump Social. Because that's what it was. It was... For him to go somewhere, my fingers are wrinkly. I work hard. It was for people. Trump can be back. He can tweet stuff. He's gonna say things. Do 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 do. Send. And people on True Social were gonna be the people who wanted to see it. It largely would be his supporters, and it would also force mainstream media to make accounts there because Fox News did it, CNN did it, and everybody else in between did it. <laughs> Where it was like breaking news, Trump just tweeted, and then they would do whole segments around what Trump was saying. So people would have made accounts there from the mainstream media, journalists would have had accounts there, and even just, you know, a tenth of Trump's overall supporting base turned out, it would still be in the high millions of users. But whoever is grifting on Trump fucked up. Devin Nunes needs to be blamed for a lot of this shit, too. Devin Nunes gave up his elected position. He was given a job by the people. He said no to the people and went and took a private a private job, which, again, it's not that big of a deal, but it is something to keep in mind. And Trump, again, I don't, Trump had no say in this site's development. 
He gave his money to a bunch of people, and they just did whatever. He was like, I don't know what to do. Here's $100 million. Make me an app. And that's what they did. They went and they made him an app. And they grifted on him. And it all started with the waiting list. The waiting list is a good idea. You know, you, you say, here's Truth Social. Here's a splash page. Enter your email. You'll be put on a waiting list. We'll reach out to you. You'll get your account. You know, you're, you're, on, you're a VIP. Get a special little badge. The waiting list grew into the hundreds of thousands. And then eventually, to my understanding, about the millions. Only like a million point five. But, you know, it's still a lot. And then it launched on Apple. And people noticed, well, certain tech people noticed. It was built on a open code called Mastodon. It's taboo to use something like an open source software and then privatize it. It's taboo, um, you know, but at the same time for me looking at it, I, I can see where the taboo is coming from, but it's not a big deal to me to do that. It's like if someone, you just walk down the street, you're a carpenter, you find a hammer on the ground, you're like, oh, free hammer! And then you charge people for the work you do with the hammer. That's how I see it. It may not be the fairest way to look at it, but I'm also right-click mentality when it comes to NFTs. So, but that was one problem that was thrown at it. You're using open-source code, and you're privatizing it. And then you get the whole free the code people. And for the most part, I'm with free the code people. There are some areas when it comes to this, you know, I'm a capitalist. The company needs to have its secrets. Because <laughs> all the secrets don't jeopardize well-being of others. But different topic, different rant, different damn tangent. So also me on Apple read people the wrong way too. Maybe people weren't as weirded by me, weird in the same way I was at least by being on Apple. Because like I said, it was weird to me because Apple is openly hostile towards anything conservative or perceived to be conservative, but an app made by Trump is just welcomed. A little weird. But people were like, Apple is owned by the Chinese. It's not owned by the Chinese government. They just do a lot of business in China. But, you know, people were saying, oh, it's owned by the Chinese you know, government. You know, They own Apple. Why would you put your stuff there on Apple? Apple doesn't like you. Fair questions maybe misunderstanding what the questions are, but fair questions. Going from there, they eventually launched, people made their accounts, and there was a lot of people who had their names taken. Big people. Uh, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now, so let's say Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder would say, oh, I'm going to make a true social account. Username's already taken. Official Stephen Crowder's taken. Stephen Crowder's taken. S. Crowder's taken. Every variation of Stephen Crowder's taken. So you, he, so you know, people were reaching out to True Social, be like, "Hey, someone stole my my name. They won't give it back. I can't find it. It says it's used, or they're trying to extort me, make me pay to use my real name on the social media." Entries would be like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure that out." And then they would just not. They would just abandon them and forget about them and leave them in pain. And then there was also the arguments that, hey, this looks just like Twitter. This functions just like Twitter. It's just Twitter. And it being just Twitter becomes a problem. We move into my next point. They brought on an algorithm. They hired a company to devise an algorithm that would, on paper, the idea, this is from a Devin Nunes conference, was we are going to let this company, we're going to hire them, they're going to 
build an algorithm. The algorithm is going to go around. It's going to be an AI type thing. It's going to start banning people who post uh, child pornography, illicit narcotic usage, promotion of it, selling of it. Because, you know, this is a website owned by Trump, made by Trump, funded by him. And that is going to draw people in who want to come in here and make it look bad on Premiere. And to a lot of fucking boomers, it seems like a good idea. Um, and I can get behind the whole attacking anybody who posts CP. Absolutely not. Fuck them. Not humans. Don't have human rights if you post that shit. Get your head bashed in with a baseball bat. However, this thing went rogue. And this is why I never think a learning algorithm or an AI is the way to go on these on these media sites. It started banning people at random. Just at random. People are getting kicked. And it started to fuck up when it started to boot people with bigger names and followings. Because they go on old social media and bitch about it. Old social media has a lot of people who haven't gone over to True Social yet. And now they're seeing people who are like, I went there. It sucked. Why go there? And people who don't have accounts are like, yeah, why go there? Fuck it. I'll stay here. Run, take my chances here. And I want to repeat. I don't blame Trump for this outside of the fact that I know for certain he did not have a hands-on role in the website's development. He gave money to developers, and the developers went and developed, sort of. They paid money for an offshore company to develop the whole website over there. Instead of building it from scratch, they found Mastodon, built upon it. It was a big fucking mess. And True Social had all the potential in the world to be something. It will never be anything now. Uh, anyway, so this bot goes through and it starts banning people left, right, and center, censoring and, and booting anybody that sees fit and deems worthy of it, even if they've done nothing wrong, including purging people from the waiting list, people who hadn't even had a chance to make an account yet, were being kicked off. And that, all these things started to drive down the stock price. In, like, what was it, five days? True Social just boomed. Dwack was the hottest stock on the market. <laughs> stock I bought for $25 was now worth $90, $95, $100. I think it got $150 at its height a share. Now it's barely worth $50 a share. And it all started because Trump got kicked off of social media. So he wanted to build a social media to challenge social media. And all he did was build Twitter with a conservative paint job that banned conservatives. So, look, maybe True Social can be saved. People are jumping off now. People are being more and more critical of it. I've been critical of it since day one, and I've just been hopeful. <laughs> but at the same time, when, my, when the value is starting to get so down to the point where I'm going to lose money on it, I have to sell. So I sold four of my five shares of Dweck, or True Social. Keeping one, badge of honor, maybe it'll come back up in value, who knows. I don't think it will. But I hope to be wrong. Uh, is there anything else on this topic? I'm sure I'll think of something I forgot and didn't mention, I'll bring it up later. But, right now, Rumble. You can still buy stock in Rumble. It's important. 
and individuals buy what they can. Keep it as keep the shareholders as split as possible, and that is what will keep a company in our hands and keep it from going to the bigger extents of monopolistic power. That's how we in the modern era can fight monopolies. Any average Joe can be a stock trader. You just throw a couple monies into it, throw like fifty bucks in, buy whatever fifty bucks worth of a stock is. That's something you did to help keep things kosher. And uh, actually, in the free market. That being said, that brings this rant of an episode to an end. I've been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and I'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.